वैष्णव अपराध मानसिक वाचिक और दैहिक हो सकते तो मन में अगर असद भावना हो वो एक प्रकार का अपराध है अगर वचन में गाली देना है वो एक प्रकार का अपराध है और अगर दैहिक मतलब आक्रमण करना ऐसे वो एक प्रकार का अपराध है नहीं करना चाहिए अगर करना है तो भक्ति रुक जाते हैं हम तो अभी इस कॉल में नए हमें इतना कॉन्शियसली डेवलप नहीं कर सकते कि वैष्णव अपराध कभी हो ही नहीं कुछ ना कुछ तो अपराध हो जाता है नहीं ना वास्तव में इतने अपराध नहीं होते जैसे कि बच्चे कहते हैं और नहीं जानते क्या करना क्या नहीं करना तो ऐसे खेल नहीं है इसलिए बच्चे के लिए कोई अपराध नहीं है तो नवीन अवस्था में हम बहुत से छुट्टि करते हैं लेकिन वो, वो सब नहीं मानना है वैष्णव सेवा का मतलब वैष्णवों की सहायता करने इनकी सेवा में जैसे कि मेरी एक सेवा है मैं वैष्णव नहीं हूं लेकिन मैं प्रयास करता हूं वैष्णव होना तो मेरी एक मुख्य सेवा है ये सब पुस्तक लिखना बिकना और ये सब वैष्णव मुझको दया करके सहायता करते हैं यही सेवा में आप बैठिए आप सब बैठ नम्रता की मूल परिभाषा है वो भावना है जिसमें हम पूरा समर्पित होते हैं भगवान की सेवा में हनुमान इनकी नम्रता दिखाए लंका दहाने में क्योंकि वो राम की सेवा 
तो अगर सेवन में कभी कभी गुस्सा होना चाहिए तो गुस्सा गुस्सा नहीं होना तो मान्यता नहीं है हमारी नम्रता है भगवान की सेवा में बाध्य जीवों की माया का पोषण करना वही नम्रता वो नम्रता नहीं है वो नम्रता की छाया है क्या क्या उन्होंने भगवत के पहले स्कंध क्या भगवत टुकार लॉर्ड चैतन्य फर्स्ट और संत टुकाराम चैतन्य महाप्रभु के बाद प्रखंड चैतन्य महाप्रभु पांच सौ वर्ष के पहले उपस्थित थे और संत उसके बाद कितने साल पहले संत साढ़े तीन सौ ऐसा कहा बात है कि स्वप्न में संत टुकाराम चैतन्य महाप्रभु से उपदेश मिले तो ऐसा भावना है कौन सी हाँ लेकिन वो कौन कौन सा कौन सी भाषा में पढ़ते कौन सी भाषा में ऐसा बोल नहीं लेकिन वो रक्षित हुए लेकिन स्पष्ट है कि वो साधारण दीक्षा नहीं थी क्योंकि दोनों एक समय उपस्थित नहीं थे इन्फिटेसिमल साइज बट 
in the spiritual world, there's no soul within the body. There's no difference between the soul and the body. It's spiritual, fully spiritual body. So the soul develops, when the soul goes back to Godhead, develops his original spiritual form. So there's no difference between the soul and the body. Uh, in Gita it is written that soul is unchanging, unmovable. So how does soul get formed? This means that its its nature is unchanging. It, the soul by nature is Satchidananda So that nature doesn't change. It can become covered over but it doesn't change. And immovable means that's in the similar sense to unchangeable. It's, it can't be, you can't shift its nature, you can't be changed from that. Because elsewhere in that shloka it also says salvaga can be present anywhere. So, soul can travel here and there. But the nature of the soul can't be changed. You can, you can split an atom, but you can't split a soul. In the spiritual world, our, our size is very small. It remains very small. No. In the spiritual world, one has a form as a coward boy, coward girl, horse, tree, something like this. Just one thing more I'd like to say. Often devotees used to ask Prabhupada so many questions. Actually, I'll hold it because otherwise what happens is your, your arm comes in the way. Devotees often used to ask Prabhupada so many questions about the spiritual world. Sometimes Prabhupada will answer a few and then say, you go there, then you'll see. Because it's difficult for us to conceive. We can, we can only think in terms of our present experience. So we can understand the tatvagyan about that. But all the details may be very difficult to even conceive of. So the tatvagyan is that spiritual existence is satchidanandamai in the service of Krishna. <coughs> Details we can explain to some extent, but our tendency is always to try to, our tendency is to think of them in terms of our material experience. That's why we, we don't discuss openly about Radha Krishna Prem Lila. Because our tendency is to think of it in terms of our material experience, which is, in terms of material experience, the uh, the loving affairs between boys and girls in this material world is uh, it's blameworthy, and to think about it is contaminating. Also, you had a question. So. Who wants to give fruits? Who wants to give? Yeah. You can give some sapota, chiku. Chiku. 
or papaya? Or papaya. I know. Hare Krishna. प्रश्न ऐसा है जो हम आध्यात्मिक जीवन में जब हम प्रवेश करते हैं तो कभी कभी हमें उस तरह से डिसीजन लेने पड़ते हैं लाइफ में तो कैसे समझे कि ये डिसीजन सेंटिमेंटल है या सच्चा आध्यात्मिक स्तर पर है तो कैसा कर्तव्य किया जाए क्योंकि हम प्रवीण नहीं है नवीन है इसलिए हमारी भक्ति मार्गदर्शन के अनुसार करना चाहिए गुरु होना चाहिए कम से कम शिक्षा गुरु जो हमको अच्छी सलाह देंगे क्या करना चाहिए हमारा व्यक्तिगत स्थिति विचार करके हमको यथार्थ सलाह देते हैं क्योंकि सब व्यक्ति अलग है सबके अलग अलग स्वभाव है अलग अलग गुणधारणा है अलग अलग आसक्ति है अलग अलग दूषण है अलग अलग प्रेरणा होती है कृष्ण भक्ति में तो इसलिए हर व्यक्ति का व्यक्तिगत मार्गदर्शन लेना चाहिए सामान्य उपदेश एक ही है कृष्ण भक्ति करो श्रावण कीर्तन करो वैष्णव सेवा करो लेकिन कैसे हर व्यक्ति उनके व्यक्तिगत जीवन में यह सब पालन करेंगे तो इसलिए व्यक्तिगत सलाह लेना चाहिए हरे कृष्ण कुछ प्रश्न है हरे कृष्ण बहु The question pertains to the four regulative principles. Oh. Uh, question is, the question is about gambling. Prabhuji, uh, 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 does the investment in shares, uh -huh. mutual funds, or say parking money in bank qualifies to the same or no? Interesting. I already had this question this morning. Well, in one sense, gambling means what? It's it means. Taking a risk with the hope of getting high returns for uh, with little effort or no effort, and it's high risk. So, in one sense, everything in this material world is a risk, and particularly any business is a risk. So, stocks and shares—if if we don't know what we're doing—then it's really a risk. But there are things like mutual funds, especially in this country, that they're government-backed and guaranteed, so they they give lower returns, but they're considered safe. So that wouldn't be called gambling. Keeping money in the bank, that's not considered gambling. Of course, the bank might fold up, but in general, it's considered that it's it won't do so. But if if without any Without, with little knowledge of what you're doing, if you just 
Well, there are others kind of, uh, what do they call, pyramid schemes and that, that scandal. So, it can be a thin line between gambling and investment. Prabhupada said, if you ever get money, print books. If, uh, if by investing money and living off the interest, you can keep the time for serving Krishna, that's very good. Everything that we do except serving Krishna is a gamble. And it's actually a losing gamble in every case. The only thing that's really not gambling is serving Krishna. And it's guaranteed best return. Little effort and lot of return. Little effort, unlimited return. So this is, and it's not even a lottery, so it's not, it's not gambling. People do gambling, they want a high return with no effort. But in Krishna consciousness, high return, unlimited return with little effort. And it's not sinful. Everything else is sinful. So better serve Krishna. Any other questions? Someone over there? Hare Krishna. chanting Hare Krishna Mahaman like uh, uh, become more dependent on Krishna and his mercy. And I have heard that if somebody is uh, looking forward Can I get some water? for Ashram, that uh, a Brahmachari means a person he completely depends on Krishna and his mercy. But how to develop this consciousness? How to come to that stage completely which can depend on Krishna? What you're asking is actually how to become Krishna conscious. So everything comes from the process of sadhana bhakti. Often people say, how can I become more sincere? How can I become more detached? How can I become more dependent on Krishna's mercy? But the answer in every case is the same. This process of sadhana bhakti leads us to Krishna consciousness. And all these, all these qualities, they, they're all part of being Krishna conscious, being more dependent on Krishna, being detached. So the process is there. We have to follow it. If there's some particular area of Krishna consciousness that we feel we need to improve on, um, then we can associate with devotees who we feel have got those qualities. Just like if, if you feel you're lacking independence on Krishna, then you can see someone who has that quality and associate with them or at least uh, think about them and their qualities and how to emulate it. And that, that's not only... Um, devotees present in this world now, but we can... Just like... Um, we have the example of Ambarish Maharaj. He was completely dependent on Krishna's mercy. He was prepared that the, the, the demon created by Durvasa Muni will kill me. He was completely dependent on Krishna. So we can remember the narration of Ambarish Maharaj to develop that quality. Like that, any quality. Detachment, if we want to develop that quality, then we can remember how Parikshit Maharaj, just 
immediately he was told you have to die in seven days and without trying to counteract the curse or without being disturbed he just simply left everything immediately so like this by remembering the great devotees and by associating with devotees even now or have those qualities that will help us to develop those qualities Oh, you can put more, I'll take later, yeah. Any other questions? You're playing Madanga in the Kirtans? That's a good, so you're good at that, right? You're good at playing the Madanga. That's a good saver for you. Maharaj, uh, in the book it is written that uh, Brahmachari should not use oil. Uh, why yeah. These are traditional rules of Brahmachari life. One, they should not use oil, they should not use a mirror. It means because that's something pleasant for the body. So it's, it's a practice of austerity. In the modern age, we may say to Brahmachari, yes, you can use. Because Brahmacharya and Krishna Conscious is somewhat different concept of austerity. The concept is that we should do everything for the pleasure of Krishna. So for maintaining the body, we may take foods which give it more strength, whereas traditional Brahmacharis may avoid them. So there's somewhat different outlook to the traditional brahmachari, but as much as possible, uh, brahmacharis, they try to lead an austere life, not accepting unnecessary luxuries. It's a kind of luxury, that's why, especially not scented oil, that's, not, that's definitely not good for, for brahmacharis. Perfume, all this kind of thing, not suitable for brahmacharis would seem kind of funny, wouldn't it, if you, if you walk past to someone in saffron cloth and they, they have the perfume smell. <laughs> then, anything else? Hare Krishna. Uh, many people left their home to become Brahmachari and uh, after a lot of efforts they are not able to after a lot of efforts they are not able to follow the Brahmachari it, it is their fault or it is because of their previous anarthas one thing we should understand is that Brahmacharya is not equal to sannyas sannyas means that one leaves home forever. Traditional Brahma, traditionally, brahmacharis, they mostly become married. Brahmachari is student life. It's a training period. After which, there is some bhartana going home and getting married for most brahmacharis. And some remain as naishtik brahmacharis. So if one 
leaves home to become a brahmacharya and takes some training, then he can later go back to Grihastha life with the benefit of that spiritual training to help him. So there's no crime in that or there's no fault in that. Anarata, yes, we all have anartas. That's why we're in this material world. But uh, ac accepting the process of Krishna consciousness means to address those anarthas and to overcome them so that we can come to artha, which is Krishna Bhakti. So, according to our present situation, it may be best to address our anarthas in the Brahmacharya Ashram or in the Grihastra Ashram. Depends on different individuals. The, the endeavor of the brahmachari in Krishna consciousness and the endeavor of the Krihastra in Krishna consciousness is the same, to attain Krishna consciousness. But they are doing, they are doing so according to their individual capacities and attitudes, that's all. Krishna said that uh, Vidaya Vahid Dharma said, Dhani Bhati Dhanabha. Up to Thana Dharma said, Atmanam Dharma. So, is that, and does that mean that uh, Krishna would come to earth only when there is bad and evil everywhere and all around? Does that mean that? Well, there's always evil in this world. By nature, it's evil. That's the situation we've made for ourselves. But when there is an increase in Adharma, Krishna says he comes. Now generally he comes at this time. Generally he comes uh, and then he, uh, he sets the balance right. That means if you want that God should come to earth, we should increase the hill on earth. But you are not powerful enough to invoke, you are not powerful enough to invoke the uh, presence of the Lord. If you're a big enough demon like Hiranyakashipu, maybe, but in Kali Yuga, the demons are all small-timers. So, uh, so don't, don't try for that. Don't try to imitate Hiranyakashipu. Imitate Prahlad. That would be better. No, the point is that there's always bad, but when it becomes greater, and to redress the balance, he comes. It's always like that. This material world is by nature bad because we've rejected Krishna, and it goes from bad to worse. And when it gets out of hand, then he comes back and puts it back on course. That's all. Vishnu, 
सुबह नहीं उठते हैं अगर हम टीवी बंद नहीं करते हैं तो हम शक्ति नहीं मिलेंगे ये सब नियम पालन करना अगर हम 10 बजे सुबह उठते हैं तो उत्साह नहीं होगा सोलह माला जब करने के लिए तो ये सब करना है और साथ ही साथ और बहुत कुछ भी करना है How is it possible? You want to marry the body girl only, but then if your if your parents don't know, then how are they going to arrange it? If you have to, you have to tell them, isn't it? Unless you expect that Bhagwan is going to take a special avatar to arrange your marriage for you, <laughs> not very likely. And you have to tell them. Well, what you can do is, if a girl comes, you tell this. I'm following all these rules. My life is centered on Krishna. If you like, you no TV, no cinema, no meat, no onions. They may agree. They may not. If they if they don't, then you're saved from that. Better you tell them, and if if they don't agree in any way, they they bring some other kind of girl, and you just. Usually they have the meeting before marriage, so you tell them I'm following these rules, and uh, if they're not inclined, then they won't want to marry you. That's all. Mm-hmm. Then what else? You have many books here. Science of self. Who doesn't have self-realization? Science of self-realization. If you don't have this book, we highly recommend. Who has this book? Huh? What do you think? You all read it? Most helpful start in Christian consciousness, isn't it? You don't have? Uh, you should take it. Please take. Bhagavatam Gita Gita we have as it is yeah. for those of you who are having all these books I've also read is, don't worry we're not going to spend the money on going to the movies it will all be used well for Krishna You'll spend your money better than you could spend it yourself. So I have many other books also I've written. Can you get more? We need more. Uh, we need more uh, signs of self-realization from that bookstore. 
Are you keeping a list because we have to give the money to that stall? I already given. Okay. And we need a maintaining list. Okay, we need more science of self-realization. I've written many books also, which are helping people in their spiritual lives. So if you like, you can take some of these books. Koji, so Adishan Paracharya has been saying Baja Govindam, Baja Govindam. Still, for the first time I came, I heard in his phone only that he is said to be Mayavadi. How is he Mayavadi? Although he is, in my opinion, the greatest, one of the greatest devotees. Shankaracharya taught Mayavad. His philosophy is Jeev and Ishvara are the same. That's called Mayavad. That's why he's called a Mayavad. He is Lord Shiva, so intrinsically he's a great devotee. But the philosophy he taught is opposite to Bhakti, sp spoils Bhakti. What did Shankaracharya teach? That's not all he taught. What, what are his philosoph That's not a philosophical writing. What are his philosophical writings? Sharia. That's not his teaching. That's from Upanishads. But his interpretation of it is that the Jeev and Ishvara are the same. That's called Mayavad. That's why it's called the Mayavad. Hare Krishna Prabhu. So the tendency is always there to impress the opposite sex. So how to get away? Act in a way to impress Krishna. Not exactly impress, but in a matter to please Krishna. Krishna is more beautiful than a hundred million Aishvarya rides. She's going to be finished soon anyway. She's already over 30, right? <laughs> then they'll pull another one out. It's foolishness. Have you read this book? Read it again. It's foolishness. We should understand it's, it's not in our self-interest. It's opposite to our self-interest to want to impress the opposite sex. It's simply a cause of suffering. It just puts us in anxiety. And we're always in anxiety whether, whether they're impressed or not. Can you speak about your reader time? Okay, but but he, why take it from the other? Oh, you want to pay for? Okay, because we, we then we need more Gita from that store. Why did you bring Gujarati? So many Gujaratis are coming, isn't it? There are quite a lot of Gujaratis. Do Kali Better you take from this other store. On Gujarati also. 
I'm not taking the money. Oh, three dunder. Well, my Tridanga is not here. It's in Baroda, actually. Two dandas is accepted by Vaishnav sannyasis. The three dandas, which are bound up inside cloth, they represent mind, body, and words, which are to be dedicated in the service of Krishna. And uh, actually, along with that, another danda. Uh, has been added, which represents the jiva. And then on top there's a little round stick, which is an axe. It represents an axe for cutting all the wrong ideas. You want a tree under? <laughs> हाँ हिंदी में एक सवाल करूँगा मैं हम तो जीव एक जीव है इसके अंदर आत्मा एक ही है या दो है इसमें हमारे सुनिए बताओ लंबा क्वेश्चन है एक जीव के अंदर एक एक मिनट में आप आप क्वेश्चन पहले सुन लीजिए गुरुवार एक मिनट नहीं नहीं वो वापस तो वापस वो प्रश्न सही नहीं है जीव के अंदर आत्मा है जीव ही तो गाउदी बाउदी हो कैसे क्लारिफाई करोगे? मैं 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 बोलता हूँ। एक जो लिजार वॉल लिजार है वॉल लिजार जो वॉल वॉल के ऊपर जो एक लिजार होती है उसको हम कभी मैंने एक बार देखा है। लिजार क्या? लिजार। लिजार। चिपकल। चिपकल नहीं चिपकल। तो देखा हमने कि किसी आदमी ने उसको पत्थर मार के मा� अगर दोनों में चेतना है तो एक ही बॉडी में दो आत्मा हो गए। तो पहली बात है तो जीव हिंसा नहीं करना। अगर एक या दो हो, तो जीव हिंसा नहीं करना। एक जीव को या दो जीव को क्या है? हाल शरीर में बहुत बहुत जीव है हर अणु में जीव है ना एक मुख्य जीव है मतलब हर अणु में एक जीव है और पूरे शरीर का मुख्य जीव है तो जब एक्चुअली जब क्या बोलते हैं हिंदी में छिलक छिपकली छिपकली कटना है जो हम नहीं करते खड़े बाप करते हैं तो वो पीछे के बाग हिलते रहते हैं लेकिन थोड़ा समय के लिए वो वो चेतने से नहीं होते हैं वो कुछ शारीरिक शक्ति से लेफ्ट ओवर मतलब थोड़ा समय के लिए उम्मीदी का सिर कटना और उसके बाद वो शरीर भी थोड़ा हिलते और इधर उधर जाते फिर गिर जाते तो एक प्रकार का प्राणी है क्या बोलते हैं अस्वम कैचुआ अगर काटना है तो एक शरीर से दो बनाते और दो 
जिंदा रहते तो क्या क्या होते हैं तो एक मुख्य जीव है उसके अंदर लेकिन कट के और पहले बाग और सामने का बाग का उसमें मुख्य जीव रहते हैं और पीछे के बाग में एक दूसरा जीव मुख्य बाग मुख्य जीव का पद लेते हैं प्रोपादाय से देखे के नहीं है कि शरीर में दो जीव है असंख्य जीव है क्योंकि सब शरीर का अनुमय जीव है वो लाइफ कम्स इन लाइफ में प्रॉपर्टी से व्याख्या किया जीवन का शोक जीवन उसमें अभी पूरा याद नहीं है प्रॉपर क्या बोले लेकिन लगता है प्रॉपर बोले की वो वो शरीर के अंदर में एक अनु से वो जीव तो वो स्थिति मिलते I just answered a similar question. There are so many questions like how to questions, how to develop tolerance, how to develop sincerity, how to develop surrender, how to develop dependence on Krishna. So the answer is the same in every case. We follow the process of sadhana bhakti, by which all Krishna conscious qualities develop. And if there's any particular quality that we feel we'd like to develop more, or we feel we're lacking in, we can. Uh, associate with devotees who we see have that quality or we can uh, or not all but we can also remember the qualities of great devotees who have that quality just like tolerance a great example is Prahlad Maharaj he tolerated so much torture from his father or Haridash Thakur so by remembering their quality we can also develop that quality by praying to them and remembering their great qualities. Tolerance towards? What does that exactly mean? You mean if someone is praising you? 
you should tolerate. Means you should not be affected. Sukhe dukhe samekritva. Tatamana yoho. Is mentioned in Gita. Yeah, if, if one is praising us, if, if, if we think, oh, I'm so great, that's foolishness. If anyone praises us, we should think, first of all, it's, it's incorrect. That they're, actually, I'm not worthy of such praise. Or we may think, if there is, a, if there is any apparent good quality in me, that is by the mercy of my Guru. We should not think that something wonderful I'm doing myself. But I have, I have no qualification, but simply, uh, if there's any good quality in me, it's because that's been imparted to me by the mercy of my Guru. We should think like that. This way we can be freed from this sense of false prestige that comes when people praise us, or the desire to be praised. How can I force my family to chant Hare Krishna and come with me? You can't force them. I don't advise even to think about trying to do so. You can try to induce them to. If by seeing a very positive change in yourself, good qualities, uh, they become in, inspired to do so, that will be best. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Uh, Sri Krishna addresses to Krishna, uh, Sri Krishna addresses to Arjuna that never was the time when I, you and this didn't exist in the past nor in the present, nor in the future anyone now is to be. But in the Isha Upanishad, it is stated that before the beginning of creation, there was nothing, nor, nor this wind, nor this earth, nor fire. That's Narayan Upanishad. Narayan Upanishad, actually. Or in, in the bracket, the Supreme Personality only stated. Hmm. So it contradicts the meaning there. Right? It doesn't actually contradict, but uh, it appears to do so to one who doesn't see the whole picture, who doesn't understand the context. Certainly Arjuna and all others existed, but they did not exist. There were no material forms manifested at that time. Before the creation, the jivas exist, but um, in unmanifest form. They, they enter the, the bodies of Mahavishnu and they are there are no forms, there's no wind, fire, there's, there's, there's nothing manifest but they continue to exist. They exist but they're not manifest. They're not manifest in specific forms. After Pralai, there's a period of apparent of, of inactivity. And then again, all the forms are created, and again, 
the jivas take up their manifest positions. Oh, another one. Not much space to sign him. Oh, please. Maharaj, many times we have read that Gadadri's body, we have this one, we hear every day, but this is very hard to realize. Man. If we realize that it will, all the activities will become very much. <laughs> It takes time, we are diseased, it takes time to recover from the sickness. But if we go on taking the treatment, we'll gradually recover. So we have to go on hearing, go on chanting, go on serving Krishna, and gradually realization will come. We can't expect that immediately we'll be cured. It's just like chronic disease, you've had a disease for 10 years. You can't expect to go to the doctor and be cured in one day. It will take some time, won't it? Gradual cure. So we've been dis we've been in the disease of the disease condition of thinking ourselves to be these bodies for millions of lifetimes. So it may take a little time, but actually the process of Krishna consciousness is very powerful. If we consider that we are so contaminated, and that by this chanting and serving the devotees and engaging Krishna's service, actually a big change comes about. It's actually very quick. If we consider we don't have to meditate for thousands of years or thousands of lifetimes, it actually happens very quickly, but because we don't have much patience, we think it's very slow. We want everything instantly. Instant coffee, you just flick a switch and the TV comes on. Any good thing, you have to wait some time. If you, if you plant a fruit tree and put some water and you think, you think next morning it should be full of ripe fruits. It doesn't happen that quick. You have to take a little time. Time and care. Hare Krishna. Aapka kya rai hai? Uh, why did the spirit soul thought about this uh, to enjoy separately from the God? Even it knew that this is a, the God is the only place that has Well, what's your answer? You're one of them. Why did you do it? I'm asking you. Why were we all so foolish? It's foolishness. We have minute independence. That we have minute independence suggests that some of us may, may, may misuse that. We have the choice to serve Krishna or not to serve Krishna. Choice means someone may misuse it. No, but there is the, there is minute independence, which means that we can misuse it. If there's no possibility of 
choosing to do the wrong thing, then we don't actually have any independence. And that means we can't love either. If there's no possibility, if, if we don't have the choice to serve Krishna or not, then we, there's no question of love actually. Because love means something voluntary. So independence is there, means voluntary possibility to serve Krishna or not serve. So the, the possibility is there to misuse it also. It's inherent in the soul. If there wasn't the possibility to not serve Krishna, then there wouldn't be any love of Krishna. We come to this material world to forget Krishna. So Krishna facilitates that. But he also facilitates the possibility for us to again remember him. So we want to enjoy separately from Krishna. But we do by doing so we commit sinful activities and we have to suffer for that. But we tend to forget. If we didn't forget then we couldn't go on with our illusion of enjoyment. Krishna comes and speaks Bhagavad Gita so that we can get this information. There are many books here that I've written. Prabhupada told me to write philosophical and educational books. So I'm doing so and devotees are appreciating that it's helping them in their spiritual lives. So please help me in my service to Prabhupada by taking some of these books. You will also be benefited. Yeah, someone else has a question here? A new question. Oh. Maharajji, how should we deal with the worldly people? How shall we deal with worldly people as little as possible except to preach to them? As far as worldly affairs, we, uh, we deal with people as little as possible. Just like for instance, if you go to the shop to buy some Atta, for instance. You go there, you buy it, you come back, you cook with chapatis and you offer them to Krishna. Now when you go to the shop, you can be friendly. You say, yes, here's the money. and You deal with the, you deal with the shopkeeper in a reasonable manner, a friendly, general manly kind of manner. But you don't, but he might start talking to you about the cricket match or the, polit the, the election or something, but you don't get involved in that. You can tell him, you can ask him to chant Hare Krishna. 
अगर कोई मुझको हरी बहु बोलते मैं जवाब देते हूँ हरी Yeah, then you become nam upadeshta. Then you are you are giving orders to. So in here in assembly actually, it is told Hari Bol. So it is not so we not here giving thanks to the sannyasi. Those who. It's a new, it's a new invention. Someone has invented. Maharaj, Bhagwan, tell me, Arunesh Shinde, and Tomar. इसका समन्वय है महामानस में युद्ध मुझको स्मरण करके युद्ध करो अपना काम करो If someone comes to you for advice and you feel you can't advise him properly, then better advise him to go to someone who can advise him better. I often do that myself. Someone comes, uh, just like many times people come for advice in family life, and I, I recommend them to a, an experienced Krihasta devotee. I don't, you know, I'm not very. How much can I advise? I don't have experience in this. So you go to. I, I can advise a suitable person to advise you. That's all. If you can, if you don't know, if you are not confident to advise, then there's no, there's no harm to admit your inadequacy. We're not all. We're not Bhagawan. We're not Antaryami. So we should act within our capacity. चलते प्रचार थोड़ी देर के बाद जाऊंगा अदर यूनिवर्सिस 
Yes, that's stated in Shastra, that he appears in different universes. Not only on this planet, on other planets also. Is it possible that human life is at the other in other universes as well? That the Lord is in other universes? Certainly, He does. Yes. That human life. Well, these universes are created for a purpose to facilitate the desires of the conditioned souls and to bring them. Also, that's one purpose. Another purpose is the Lord comes to teach us Bhagavad Gita to come out of these universes. So that just like you see the stars in the sky at night, they're not created by God simply so that Poets can write poetry and lovers can look at them. That's stated in Brahman Samhita that Yasya Prabhupada Jagadanda Koti Kotishvashesha Vasudhadi Vibhuti Vinnam that Brahma Nishkalamananta Mashesha Bhutam Kavindanadi Purushamtamaham Vajami that the Lord has created millions, there are millions of universes. And in each planet and every universe, there are living beings. That's one of the instructions we get from this verse. So the universe are created with a purpose. So certainly there is life in every universe and on every planet. I pray that you may have no more birth in this material world. So, what extra savor are you doing today? Yeah, on your birthday, you should do more savor for Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Uh, I have a uh, little confusion on the previous question itself. Uh, it is said that there are 84 lakh species of life. So when we say that... Hare uh, Krishna. Ah, yes. So Maharaj, life is everywhere in all the universes and all the planets. So there are 84 lakh species. And out of which human species are 400,000. So all the 400,000 human species are on earth? No. Um, we, we learn from Shastra there are Devas, Daityas, Guryakas, Charanas, Apsaras, Gandharvas. So we don't, they don't, the categories are listed. Uh, what is that? Jalajana, Avalakshani, Stavara, Lakshavingshati. So the Guryakas, Charanas, Apsaras, Gandharvas, Devas, Daityas, they don't fall in the category of aquatics, trees, reptiles, birds, or uh, animals. So they must be within the, in, within the 400,000 humans, isn't it? And their forms are similar to these forms. So we can understand that uh, 
Although he says Chaturlakshani uh, Manusha, but here we can understand that the term Manusha refers to a broader, a broader category than that simply of the humans, but it refers to all human-like kinds of bodies. That's what I ascertained. Better not to become oh, bigger, Jagger. Maharaji, this has the ashram or Brahmachari ashram, which is better for practicing Krishna consciousness. Depends on the individual. Brahmachari life is the very simple. You can ask any Grihastha, after they get married, life gets more complex, a lot of anxieties. But on the other hand, Grihastha life is said to be a safer path because there's less possibility of gross fall down. So it depends on the individual. Not every shoe fits every person. Do you have this book, Brahmachari and Krishna Consciousness? Hmm? Yes, okay. that's, that's very useful for Brahmacharis and Grihastas, because Grihastas are also supposed to be Brahmacharis in a different way. They're supposed to be, unless there's self-control in family life, then it's not Grihasta ashram, it's just a black hole disaster. Unless there's the endeavor for advancement in Krishna consciousness, then it can't be called an ashram. Then it's just a griha. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. We have some people in history like Gandhiji and Abraham Lincoln who were li their lives were dedicated to people only. And we have many people like Mirabai and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, their lives were dedicated to only Krishna. Both are remembered and appreciated. Which, so which kind of life is better one? To serve people or to serve Krishna? Gandhi was working for what he thought would be for the benefit of the Indian people and working against the British. <laughs> they didn't like him, that's why they stuck him in prison. So, you can see what is the benefit of... They say that thanks to Gandhi, India got independence. So immediately on independence, what, what happened? There was massive bloodshed. So the great result of India's independence is that uh, instead of British people exploiting Indian people, Indian people are exploiting Indian people. So what's the actual benefit? And even all the Indian people that Gandhi worked for, they all died, and he also died. 
And where are they all now? In different species of life. So if one serves Krishna, then he helps people in the best possible way. You can't actually ha help anyone on the material platform because the material platform is by nature full of suffering. So-called helping people on the material platform, it's just like if, if uh, you know, someone's being beaten by sticks and you give them a Pepsi to drink. So, you know, it's a tiny little bit of relief, but as he's being beaten on by, by sticks, the real thing is to stop the stick beating. So we're being beaten by repeated birth and death, and in between we try to get a little relief, but the real relief is to get free from birth and death. That is possible only by Krishna consciousness. So the real benefit is to teach people Krishna consciousness. It's far more valuable than any measures such as trying to get political so-called emancipation or feeding the bodies or anything. Before we endeavor to help people, we should understand what they really need. The baby's crying, you want to help him. So if you say sometimes the baby's crying, they pick up and they shake it and go, Still the baby's crying because you don't know what he needs. So we have to know what they need. And ourselves, we may think we're helping others, but we may need helping ourselves. Gandhi actually needed help himself. He was in Maya because he was thinking that India's problems could be solved by kicking the British out. But it's not a fact. The real problem can be solved when we stop thinking in terms of I belong to this country and when we understand that I belong to Krishna. But Prabhuji, what about Nelson Mandela and Abraham Lincoln? They are also in Maya. All Nelson Mandela maybe helped the, the black people to get free from the rule of the whites. But they're not free from the rule of Maya. In their next life, they have to become cats, dogs, worms, chickens, whatever. If he'd have taught them to stop eating animals and to serve Krishna, that would have been far more valuable. They can't actually help anybody. They themselves are in Maya, so where is the help? Krishna Maharaj, but uh, after the departure of uh, Krishna to his glory exam, the others have part among themselves and they are completely, but the other day was completely Yeah, so what's the question? No, there was no question stated, so there's no question of repeating it. Uh, There's a question going on. After the independence, uh, Indians are not happy. Indians are not happy after even after getting the independence. You have answered uh, like that, no, Maharaj. 
Actually, it's just prior to Krishna's departure. It doesn't make that much difference to the question. Uh, that has to be understood according to the explanation given in Shastra itself. That the, the Yadu dynasty fought among themselves because Krishna wanted that they would all, those who are from the spiritual world would go there, and those who were from the heavenly planets would go back. And there's another purpose in this also, just like Krishna apparently died from being shot in the foot by a hunter. Although, previous to that, Krishna had fought single-handedly with all the armies of Jarasandra and so many others and defeated them single-handedly. And then some, some uh, hunter, how can he be killed by that? So, but this is called Moshalalila. That has been enacted for the bewilderment of the atheists. That's one purpose. Another purpose is to send them back to where they came from. Krishna was leaving, so time for them to go also. They only came to accompany Krishna in his pastimes. So, the fighting of the Yadus and the fighting of India with Pakistan is not on the same level. One is going on under Krishna's Leela Shakti and the other is going on by Maya Shakti. There's a lot of difference. It has been recommended Avro have own setup of business or power protection and I have born and brought up in a Vaishya family but I am not in a position to have my own software uh, development center but I want to follow either of these uh, will power protection be uh, one uh, good to begin with will it be serving to protect if you do power protection that's very nice yes Krishna is pleased with that but that these uh, in, its, in and of itself, following Varnashram duties is not necessarily serving Krishna. Jarasandha was known as a very dutiful Kshatriya, but he was, he was following the rules of Kshatriya Dharma, but he was opposed to Krishna, so he wasn't doing Krishna seva. So how are we to understand this? That is, Svakarmanatham Abhyacha Siddhing Vinditi Manavaha. One has to do one's work specifically for the purpose of worshipping Krishna and accompanied by worship of Krishna, then one can achieve a per perfection. So Krishna has to be kept in the center. If you do cow protection, that will be very good. But the Vedic concept of, of Goraksha and the modern concept of dairy business is something quite different. In dairy business, the, the, then the cows are, when they get older, they're culled. Culled means it's a polite word for killed. So it's a different thing. Krishi and Goraksha go together. Because Goraksha means the cows are born and bulls are born also. So the bulls, most of them are used for plowing. 
That's Christian. Lord Krishna ascended on this earth for doing Lila. His team also came with him. And the contemporary, the people from Hellis Planet also came on earth at that time. Actually, it was run the other way. First, Bhumi Devi went to see Lord Vishnu, but she first went to Brahma, and then Brahma took the, the demigods to the Kiradak, the milk ocean, to petition Lord Vishnu to appear. Because the earth was overburdened by so many demons. So the demons came first. Then Bhumi Devi asked Lord Vishnu to appear, which he did in his original form as Krishna. Yeah. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that the poor remembers me and the time of death will return to me. Yeah. And even Mahatma Gandhi also remembered Hiram when he was shot. We hope so. <laughs> It is thus said, and if he actually remembered Ram, then he went to Ram. But then his concept of Ram is is not very clear. So even if he said Ram, then he may not actually be thinking of Raghupati Raghava Raja Ram, because he wrote in his autobiography, Experiments with Truth, which is again a wrongly titled book, because truth is nothing to be experimented with. But I do not believe that any such person as Krishna ever existed. So, he, for all his apparent piety, it appears that he was an atheist. Another point which may be mentioned in this connection is uh, that the, the brother of Nathuram Godse was, t he said, he was told by his brother before he was hanged, that actually he never said any such thing as hey Ram. Anyway, if he did remember Ram at the time of death, then he went to Ram. And, we hope he did, because we don't hate him, but he did a lot of damage to Indian culture by his wrong ideas, actually. Not only to Indian culture, but even politically. He, uh, anyway, this is all politics, but this India-Pakistan problem, he contributed to that largely, which is why God say shot him. I say uh, God say made a big mistake. Anyway, he should have shot him earlier. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, anyway, don't repeat that. But in Bhagavatam, it is said that Ajamila, who remembered his son Narayana, but Narayana's uh, yeah. came, his conception of uh, Narayana. Yeah. Yeah, Ajamila was worshipping Narayana in his youth, and at the time of what was going to be his death, he called her in great distress Narayana calling his son, but then the Acharyas have explained that the memory of the actual Narayana, who he was worshipping, came to his mind, and then he got a chance to again go and worship Narayana and go to Narayana. So, the, when a devotee chants Hare Krishna, and when a, uh, a votary of Sai Baba chants the names Govinda, there's a lot of difference. When a Sai Baba 
so-called follower, there's nothing to follow, but uh, when people who foolishly and defensively think that Sai Baba is Bhagawan, when they chant Govinda, that is not this, that is not an act of devotion. That is, that is not bhakti, that is abhakti. Because by thinking that Sai Baba is Govinda, it's actually most offensive to the actual Govinda. Highly offensive. So it's not, they don't get the same result as a devotee gets by chanting the name of Govinda. We always have this question. There are so many souls in this material world. A drop of water contains millions of bacteria, and we have so many plants, and so many grasses, and so many living entities here. So, it is clear because of causeless unwillingness they have come, and we also know that three fourth is there in the spiritual world. Causeless unwillingness? Where is that stated? It was, it's I've heard like that. I don't know. I haven't heard. It's the first time I heard. So. That's why I'm asking you where you heard it. So, uh, means because of envy. Wait a minute, you're setting up a question on a premise. But I'm asking, what is the basis of this premise? You're saying causeless unwillingness. But I never heard it. I always heard that the jiva himself chose, chooses, it's his own responsibility not to serve Krishna. So, Maharaj, but wait a minute, how can you go on asking the question when it's based on a wrong premise? I'll change my question, Maharaj. Uh, is that, uh, so as you told that... Who told you this causeless unwillingness? Sounds like a catchy slogan, but it's not what we learn from Bhagavad Gita. In Bhagavad Gita we find... What is that? Kaya karna katritve hetu prakriti ruchyate purusha sukha dukkhanam bhutritve hetu ruchyate That the... the combinations and permutations of material nature, they make the different situations within this material world. But the cause of the suffering of the living being is himself. It's not cause. There is a cause. The word hatred is used. Specifically stated what the cause of our suffering in this material world is. It doesn't say causeless. That would mean that uh, some undefined energy is more powerful than God. And then, then that means that, that uh, God is not God. It's actually atheism to state this. It's denying the supremacy of, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead to say that the cause of the jiva's suffering, there's no cause, it's causeless. So where have you... Where, where is this impurity come upon you that you're speaking this atheism with a kunti mala on your neck. Where have you heard this? This is more important than your question. You're, 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 keeping, the, you're keeping this misconception. Regarding this only, I wanted some clarification. That if uh, the jiva chose like that, in the spiritual world everything is there. No, but chose means it's not causeless. That means he is the cause. So in continuation... Of the so how can you say causeless? So my question is that uh, it is told that three-fourth are there in the spiritual world and one-fourth comes to the material world. So but one-fourth is a good amount, 25%. 
So why come? Uh, it seems this cycle is always there. Always this material world is full of souls. So why it is like that? Why should one fourth choose to do so when everything is there? In well, the we, I can't say for one fourth, but you can answer for yourself. Why did you come? Uh, I may, uh, I, I may have thought that I would enjoy in this material. World. That's right. Yeah, we all made the same but mistake. But why is so much? Uh, why twenty five percent more? That's what I'm saying. You can answer for yourself, and then everyone has to answer for himself. And it yeah. seems it seems as if it is some mechanism in which 25% comes to the middle. No, not necessarily. And why it's always for well, this? 25% is not that's indicative. It's not that there has to be someone sitting there counting. It's, there's no census going on. But so many souls are we are seeing. In the so many that uh, I was just explaining this 15 minutes before. The fact. Love means we have the independence to choose to serve Krishna or not to choose. If, if we don't have the choice, then there's no question of love. And if we have choice, that presupposes that some can and will misuse it. We may think it's so many, but from Krishna's point of view, it's 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 not so many. It's indicative. It's to show that the spiritual world is greater than the material world. And this cycle keeps on perpetuating. That is my question. Why? Again, it's up that the each individual has to answer for that. The jivas are misusing their independence. Is it out of envy? Yes, that's right. Envy with whom? Envy of Krishna. Instead of wanting to serve Krishna, we want to be served. Maharaj is told that exceptions prove the rule. One or two exceptions we can understand. Exceptions prove the rule is not a logical statement, actually. It may have. It's not. This exceptions prove the rule. Does not have universal application. There's no exception to the rule that the that the jiva is subordinate to Bhagawan. So this statement, exceptions prove the rule. There's an exception to it. Is not a universally applicable statement. Would it also be possible that the Krishna would have said Bhagavad Gita in a different way in different universe in order to uh, for them to understand? Even within this universe, just like we we see, uh, Krishna states that Imam Vivasvate Yogam Praktavana Hamadhyam. Krishna spoke to Vivasvam. So uh, when he's, I'm trying to think. Ishvara Sarvabhutanam. Ah, Krishna says to Arjuna, Ishvara Sarvabhutanam. So when he gave this instruction to Vivasvan, he didn't say in exactly the same way, and it wasn't in the same context of Arjuna's 
fighting or not fighting. So he would have spoken the same knowledge, but maybe not exactly the same verses. Many may have been the same. There may have been some little difference also. Here, hear the holy names. Don't try to do two things at once. Chanting and concentrating on something else. Concentrate on hearing. That's the first thing. First thing we have to get fixed in hearing. Other things will come gradually. The first stage in Nam Bhajan is hearing the holy names. And then by the mercy of the holy name, the form of the Lord, the qualities of the Lord, the pastimes of the Lord, everything is manifest. The first thing is to hear. No, don't try to concentrate on the form of the Lord. That will, the form of the Lord will manifest to us as we advance in chanting. Yeah, you may have to go on for some years. We have to get free from offenses. How we know that how much spiritual development we have been done in this, like we are doing from lifetime. In this lifetime, when we are starting Hare Krishna chanting, like we, how much we know that we have done our spiritual uh, advancement? You mean in a previous life? Yeah, Prabhu. From previous life, we are doing uh, this advancement. In this life, how can we get up to how much level we have come to the advancement? You mean you want to know what you did in your previous life? You made, what is the measure of advancement, whether in previous life or this life? That, that can be judged in terms of a, a desire to, that Bhakti Purushanubhava Virakti Ranyatra, how much we desire to serve Krishna and concomitantly we're detached from everything else but service to Krishna. Anything else which is not in relationship to Krishna, we should be detached from that and we should be very much eager to serve Krishna. According to, these are the two basic factors by which we can judge advancement. Since the mind is the most powerful organ, most powerful what? Sorry, most powerful of the of all of the organs, five organs. So why not to chant within the mind and hear uh, within the organs, mind? Organs, the mind, isn't it? It's senses. Yeah. There's five senses, or whether there are five knowledge acquiring senses. Yeah. Plus the mind, five, five calm indriya, five gyan indriya plus the mind. So what was the question? So why not to chant within the mind and hear within the mind only? <laughs> because the mind is the center of all the senses. And the sense which is most receptive is the sense of hearing. Hearing is a function of the mind. All the function. When we talk of 
why we say the mind is the center of the senses? Because the function of the senses actually takes place in the mind for all the senses. So the sense that is most receptive to stimuli is that of hearing. Even if we chant within the mind, we have to hear within the mind also. But chanting from an external source, we are more accustomed to that. It's easier for us. Therefore, it's more effective. That we can practically experience. Another thing is if we chant loudly, that other jivas in the vicinity also get benefited. Like there are evening programs, many devotees come and chant together. Is it more benefit or chanting uh, is more benefit alone? How can uh, chanting together be more benefited? Well, there are different reasons for that. If you're alone, one thing is that the, the tendency of our, our minds to wander is very strong. Another thing is that Krishna very much likes when his devotees come together and glorify him. So we get more mercy like that. <laughs> Ultimately it all depends on Krishna's mercy. But a sixth candidate is told that even if a person chants jokingly or in different ways, then uh, a tremendous benefit is there. But we see many people in the villages, Jai Ram Jiki, and they're telling uh, even the VHPs and the other people, they say Ram so many times, but on the Ayodhya issue, but nothing happens to them. So is it that Bhagavatam is over-exaggerating the things, or, or how to understand that? You say nothing happens to them, but you can't see everything that happens to them. <laughs> One way or another, if they're becoming attached to the name of Lord Ram, that is definitely for their benefit. And that benefit will act either in this life or in a future life. What is the perfect period like? You said that we should chant one round in eight minutes. So, I didn't say that. Uh, while doing Japa. Who said that? What is the... Oh, wait a minute. You're, you're making... Again, you're making a question based on a premise, but I'm questioning the premise. The question is not valid unless the premise is valid. I'm not aware of any Shastric statement or that by any Acharya that one must chant around in eight minutes. That's a, I don't know any such thing. What is the perfect period like? You don't understand anything about what chanting means. It's nothing to do with time. Chanting is a matter of the heart calling out to Krishna. Perfect chanting is when we chant with pure love for Krishna. It's, it's not something like the Olympic Games. That you, can, you can you measure it. Krishna is immeasurable.
Similarly, if we're taking a very long time to chant around, that means we're not concentrating. We'll find that our acharyas, they mostly chanted pretty quickly actually. But again, you can't quantify their chanting by speed. You know that someone who chants in five minutes is chanting better than someone who chants in ten minutes. Not necessarily. Krishna knows, ultimately. It's, it's, you see, we may mention so many techniques, sit with your back straight, this and that. Okay, there may be some techniques, but the, ultimately it's a matter of the heart. It's not whether your back straight or not straight. Or, ultimately it's, are we actually calling out? We can be chanting in five minutes and thinking, I want, I want to get finished quickly so I can go and watch the cricket game on TV. Someone may be thinking like that. So what's the value of this five-minute chanting? We should chant with this mood. Krishna, please engage me in your service. It's not a mechanical thing. That's why you can chant Hare Krishna for millions of lifetimes and not get love of Krishna. If we take it as just a, if we take it as a mechanical endeavor, is that people saying that you, you take bath in the Trivani during the time of the Amrit Yoga, the Kumbha Mela, and you get moksha. It's a, they take, it's a kind of mechanical thing, but chanting Hare Krishna is not mechanical. You have to develop love for Krishna. So again, it could be said that if we take 10 minutes to chant, we're probably not concentrating. That's why it's taking so long. But it doesn't mean that chanting quickly or slowly, that, that's not the criterion. The criterion is we're chanting with sincere desire to please Krishna. So someone may say like this, don't chant, don't take too long to chant. That may be a technique, but you shouldn't think that, that that's the whole basis of chanting. There may be some tip, there may be some guideline to help us to chant better. But it's not the essence of chanting that we have to chant in so many minutes. That's a serious misunderstanding. Open to a minimum of 16 rounds, but if a person says that while chanting 16 rounds, it takes me a long time, I'm not able to concentrate, rather I would chant 4 rounds very nicely. Then they won't concentrate on their 4 rounds either. And if you can chant 4 rounds nicely, then if you're actually chanting nicely, then you'll want to chant 16 rounds, minimum, and more. It's just an excuse. There's so many excuses. Spiritual life, like determination, is the most important. But uh, if someone is a professor, what is not determination, just like anyone. So, how should we Here we go again, it's one of those how-to questions. How to be sincere, how to 
be detached, how to be serious, how to, how to, how to, how to. Same answer for all of them. But following the process of bhakti yoga, we develop all qualities. If there's any particular quality that we wanted, that we feel we need to develop, we should associate with devotees who have those qualities. And uh, remember the devotees of, of, just like in the Puranas or in Chaitanya Charitamrita, who have those qualities, pray for their mercy and remember their example and attempt to emulate it. there's another one which I will really answer this morning. No one to counter it, it's just different. Different uh, situations are better for different people. If we're not very strong, or we don't feel ourselves strong enough to main, maintain Krishna consciousness in the Brahmacharya Ashram, then better we be Krihasta. That's all. It may be better for some. But if we have the if we have the strength and determination to continue with Brahmacharya life and all other things are favorable, then we may continue in Brahmacharya Ashram. Depends on the individual. That's all. After many years of practice they say they fall down like Brahmacharya. May do, at least they tried. They won't lose. All the service they did is for their benefit. And fall down, that means getting married, that's not a fall down in... I mean, that's not a fall down in the sense of becoming simple. So, better try for the best. But if you're not even fit to try, then... then don't. Then you try in a different way. That's all. Everyone should be Krishna conscious in whatever situation. It is said that there are only four paramparas. Then does it mean there are only four ways to lead it to God? Uh, then if, if it is so, then where do we place Sant Mirabai and uh, Sant Ganeshwar, Sant Tuparam? They do not uh, belong to any one of the so-called four paramparas. There's only one way to Krishna, and that's through bhakti. But that's... Within bhakti there are varieties also. As far as Mirabai is concerned, she's considered a... generally considered a great devotee, but... Uh, she didn't have a clear concept of what is bhakti. I keep on grabbing the wrong thing. Bhakti means... To understand Krishna and his devotees and serve Krishna and his devotees. But she was calling, Krishna, come to me. I will enjoy with you. 
don't bring Radha. She didn't say that, but the, the proper concept is to serve Krishna along with his devotees instead of thinking, me and Krishna, no one else. So she is celebrated as a great devotee, but she didn't have a very clear concept. Tukaram is that we discussed this morning also. Sam Tukaram is said to have what we would call a mystic connection with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As for Ganeshwar, as far as I understand, his his bhakti is very much mixed with Mayavad, not a pure devotee. His commentary on Gita is not demonstrating Shuddha Bhakti. Do you want to say that only we are correct and others are wrong or their, devotion, their concept of devotion is wrong? Not that much correct? What I'm saying is there is a right path. There is a proper way to satisfy Krishna the way he wants to be satisfied. Who is on that path, they are properly situated. Who is not, is not. And that we have to understand by seeing Shastra. Krishna gives us Shastra to understand him. Those who follow correctly, they can satisfy Krishna. Those who don't, they cannot. Or they can only do so in a limited way. So, and we're not saying dogmatically, I'm right because I'm right. But we're saying we're on the right path because that is, that is the one which is given by Krishna. That is what's presented in Shastra. Again, this is too general a question to give a specific answer to. Everyone has their own, everyone is an individual person. So what is your particular level? That has to be judged by those who know you and who can guide you properly. Chanting has to be accompanied by hearing. You can't chant Hare Krishna properly unless we hear and understand what we're doing. Otherwise, that chanting won't be actual chanting. Instead of watering the bhaktilata bij, if we haven't heard properly, that will uh, that will water the bijes of karma and gyan and the abhilash. So we have to hear properly. Then we can actually chant. Otherwise, many people they they say they're chanting, but when you hear it, it's some kind of what is the value? They don't they don't even begin to have any taste for the holy name. Just some kind of sound they make. Currently, when a new bhakta joins the means he starts coming uh, to the programs and starts taking interest in some seva. It is to uh, means what should we do? We should give. Uh, we should take the seva which we uh, we are happy doing so that we continue. Or it's also told uh, we should do what we don't want so that the mind becomes strong. Do what we don't want means we're only coming because we're, we're beginning to understand that our actual self-interest is to serve Krishna. 
So, on the material platform, there may be things we don't want to do. But on the spiritual platform, we should be happy to do everything for Krishna. Generally, when new people come, they are given menial service to test if they are actually sincere to serve Krishna. We don't like to do menial service, cutting potatoes, sweeping the floor. We don't like on the material platform. But then, if we understand I'm doing this for Krishna, then we should be very happy to have the opportunity to do so. And if we're not ready to do that, if we only say I'll do the service that I want to do, then we can never get free from the ahamkara of thinking I am the enjoyer. So menial service, service should be given, along with plenty of instruction, so that people understand that sweeping, they may think it's below my dignity to sweep the floor for Krishna, but we should understand that the dignity of sweeping the floor for Krishna is far more dignified than being a prime minister or a president or a CEO of a big company. Connection to the same question, in the 18th chapter, Krishna says that uh, one who preaches about me is most dear to me. So, uh, then how do I, actually, what does he mean by that and the other services? What Krishna means by this is that one who preaches is most dear to him. There's nothing ambiguous in this. Does it mean that it is a superior seva than sweeping the floor? No, it's not necessarily superior. But Krishna is especially pleased by that service. You see, in material consciousness, again, we are always trying to quantify everything. We are always trying to measure something. Krishna is, in, is unlimitedly pleased with someone who sweeps the floor out of his temple in pure love. But he's even more unlimitedly pleased with someone who attempts to engage others in sweeping the floor for Krishna. It's all unlimited. Maharaj, that preaching, does it mean uh, just giving some pravachan or even the person who is dressing the deities very beautifully, people are coming and getting attracted? That's is also, that... yes, the whole Sankirtan movement is meant for preaching. Then why he has to make such a statement? Because, Krishna says, specifically those who are going out and bringing others, they are most dear to him. But again, you are thinking Krishna is discriminating. It's not that Krishna thinks that there's one sweeping the floor is anything bad or lesser. That that someone is most just like Krishna's, Krishna says, Krishna is equal to all, but he especially reciprocates with those who serve him. So it's not necessarily true that the pujari is less dear than one who is preaching. Especially if one is very neophyte and he's attempting to preach and one's very advanced and he's dressing the deities. So that's a general statement that Krishna is presenting that I'm very pleased with those who take the trouble and the difficulty to bring this message to others to help them also become engaged in my service. Krishna is especially pleased with that. It's not easy, it's difficult. One has to take so many difficulties. So Krishna is very pleased with that. doesn't mean he's not pleased with other things.
Yes, but there is no attentive chanting without a prayerful mood. Because if there's, if there's, all the time we have some kind of attitude. If we don't have an attitude of service to Krishna, then we're going to have an attitude of enjoying this material world. So attentive doesn't mean that we chant like a machine. Actually, we should hear, but there should be side by side this mood. Ayi nanda tanaja kinkaram. Like this, two things go together. Ram Krishna's mantra is same benefit as Hare Krishna. Which which? Ram Krishna, Hare Krishna mantra. Jai Jai Ram Krishna. I don't even know that mantra. Is it? No. Maha mantra is called the Maha mantra. Why? Because it's Mahan. So you can judge for yourself. Yes. So, what does that prove? What's the question? No, but the Maha Mantra is Hare Krishna Mantra. Om is the representative of Krishna, but that, that but the personal name of him, along with his energy, Radha in a manner that is very pleasing to Krishna, is there is the Maha Mantra. If you have faith, you can chant and get the benefit. If you don't, you won't. It's up to you. These things are not understandable by argument. And in fact, bhakti, in, uh, it's not, the whole process of bhakti is not understandable by argument. Or if we think that I will, I will understand everything by my little brain and or my big brain. We think I have a big brain. So this is questions and answers. There are two kinds of questions. One is to understand Krishna, and the other is to avoid Krishna. So what, what is your aim? Yeah. So you should ask in a manner that you can understand, that you can become more surrendered, not so that you can avoid the conclusion of every of every answer. Shloka Sarva Dharma is uh, totally the essence of Bhagavad Gita and the most confidential knowledge Manmana Bhagavad Manmana Bhagavad Manmana Bhagavad Manmana what he means is to always think of him. You don't have to make it complicated. Means uh, we are doing so many services and all, but sometimes we see Krishna is not the center. So that, that means we put ourselves in the center. Then it's not service. Is it doesn't mean directly thinking about the deities or something like that? Because Krishna's presence, his deity, yes. You may concentrate on Krishna. 
in the deity form, always remembering that we are his servant. If you are taking some anxiety for a particular service, does it mean thinking about Krishna? Of course, because the anxiety is for Krishna. Millions of people have seen others dying and getting older, but uh, the same thing Avip and Siddhartha Gautama and why not to me or the others? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening because I'm... Was uh, Srini Ketan Prabhu? You know him? He's where? Yeah, tell him I'm going to go in five minutes, okay? Yeah, ask him to come. Sorry, what was the question? Millions of people have seen others getting older or dying, but the same thing Avipad Siddhartha Gautama and he left the home. But why do I or the others not doing so? What is the difference? Depends on development of consciousness, doesn't it? Either in this life or a previous life. Prabhupada was preaching all over the world. He spoke basically the same message to everyone. Some people took it up, many others didn't. So it depends on the receptivity of those he spoke. Different people have different levels of receptivity. Everyone who heard Prabhupada was benefited. Those who were most benefited who accepted his message and practiced it in their lives. So the, the, the very tendency to hear, that develops by Sukriti, serving Vaishnavas directly or indirectly in this life or a previous life. That's why there, there is, there's, within the Vedic culture there are so many facilities offered. Just like I said, go to, go for Chardham Yatra. So if that's offered that you will, by do, doing so you will get some material benefit. You'll get the blessings of God. But then if you meet, but pure devotees, they may also go to Badrinath. Because it's a holy place for the sake of worshipping the Lord. So if you find pure devotees and you get their association, then you'll be... Anyway, if you are to Badrinath and you bow down before Badri Narayana, then you'll get some Sukhati, which is in relationship to Bhakti. But particularly if you hear from devotees there, actually nowadays there's no devotees regularly staying there, but the general idea is there, that you will be, uh, you will get, you will get some incremental advancement in bhakti. When that becomes more, then one becomes inclined to hear about Krishna. Then when, when uh, someone comes and says, why are you wasting your life? Surrender to Krishna. Then, oh yes, I should do so. And others, they look at you. What are you talking about? So it took the receptivity to uh, outward stimuli for renunciation or for Krishna consciousness depends to a large extent on the development that we've made in previous lives and in, and in this life. Although by the mercy of pure devotees, even people without any previous punya or sukriti, they can immediately come to Krishna consciousness.